Welcome to the Music Gardener's Almanac, where we explore the roots and fruits of everybody music through conversations with movers and shakers around the world we discover how these roots and fruits intertwine with all aspects of our lives and the common ground we all share don't forget to water them though everybody music it's us about five years ago I did this interview with John Myers, then president of the Prescott Center for the Arts, for the Prescott Area Arts and Humanities Council. And this was about three and a half years after we started Kamusiki, where music is the key to community. And I was listening to this and I thought, this is some good insight into where I was at and where we were at back in those days. So I want to give some updates to some of the things I said and, and just let you know that I've thought more deeply about them. One thing is depression. I now know that it goes a lot deeper than I was kind of presenting it as if just by singing it can go away. And I, I think that I, I just want people to know that I don't really quite see it that way. I really see that when you're actually singing, let me just speak for myself, when I'm singing, in that very moment, I'm not feeling depressed. And I think that that's kind of what the blues is because jazz developed from the blues. And... Jazz was a magical kind of music that came from impossible living situations. And in this interview, I was talking about the way jazz is taught now and the way jazz has kind of been, I feel, co-opted by, again, the musical industrial complex. So it's not what it used to be. But I think that, that that's enough right now. Like, just listen to this interview and see, you know, if it if it resonates for you okay thanks welcome everybody to the december issue of my life in art and i'm very pleased to introduce my guest musician composer actor jonathan best welcome good afternoon you guys can applaud for jonathan that's good okay yeah there we go see we actually have people here um, all right, so I will start with my usual first question that I, I ask everybody, and I think you've, you've, you've watched this a couple of times before, yeah, yeah. so you probably know what's coming. So where were you born, and if different, where did you grow up? I grew up and was born in New York State, just okay. one county up from uh, New Jersey. Very good, and you were there how long? Um, you know, I moved around a lot, so it's oh, okay. hard to really keep it, but I, I, I probably left home around... 19. Okay. Where you did you go to college or? No, I went to California. Oh, almost as good. Yeah, it's better actually. <laughs> I, I recommend it. All right. And how long have you been in Prescott and why did you move here? I, I moved here in 2002 mm -hmm. with uh, my wife mm -hmm. and at, at the time and uh, she had a job at Prescott College. Oh, very good. Okay, so and you, and you have been here since, obviously. Yeah, ever uh, since, yeah. Okay, very good. Now, according to your bio that you furnished me, uh, you didn't start music lessons, or it seemed like you didn't start mu music lessons until you were about 14, is that correct? Probably more like 30. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you started some... Playing. Some I started point. playing when I was 14. Okay. Uh, on the I piano, maybe I assume? Playing maybe 12, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on the, so yeah. uh, that's somewhat late for a lot of kids. Most of them start when they're six, seven. Um, was that a hindrance at all, starting that late? No, it was actually the... It, was, it worked for me. Okay. Because it was my idea. Oh. Because usually oh. when kids start at like six and stuff, mm -hmm. I think it's more... You know, it's not their idea. Right. You know, they're, they're kind of told. Yes. Well, I'm the youngest of three, and my mother has told me before she passed away that by the time it got to me, she didn't tell me I had to take music lessons. She asked. And, oh, of course, at that point, nice yeah, ask. you know, yeah. I was, of course, I said no, like an idiot. So, <laughs> but it's I never too late. Well, that's true. I mean, I do play some guitar, but, okay. uh, but I still don't read music. Uh, but uh, Reading is overrated. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. glad to hear that. All right. Um, 
So uh, with, with that in mind, was that, or was there an earlier significant first exposure to art? Before 12? Yes. Well, I mean, just life is quite an exposure. <laughs> True. And uh, I, I was really actually more into uh, drawing. I was really, oh, really? Into, I would are, draw. Are you still drawing was, now? Okay. From time to time? Oh, I still, yeah, I still love to draw, but I, I don't kind of have that kind of, there was like a certain passion that I had mm -hmm. when I was a kid. I was right. just like constantly drawing, you know, and it was like an exploration. It was right. really, you know, it was, it was an amazing experience. Oh, I, I can imagine. Uh, using a pencil? Or? I, I was really into the rapidograph. Which is what? I don't know it's, what that it's is. It's a drafter's tool. Okay. So it's ink, and the ink flows very steadily mm -hmm. from it, and uh, so it's a very fine line. So I would just have fun, like, doodling with that mm -hmm. thing. Okay. Yeah. Was there something that was propelling what you were drawing, or is it really just free-flowing? I think it was childhood angst. Okay. I, I was really, like, just letting... It was flowing out of me like it was flowing out of the, the pen. Gotcha. You know? Okay. Um, and what is your educational background? High school. Okay. And uh, just, you know, life. Life. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm a student of life. Very good. Um, now, talk a bit about your time in New York City as a musician, and you also owned a studio. And I assume you, you sound like you were producing music there. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that came about, and maybe s some people we might recognize that you might have recorded? Well, um, I, I, w I moved to New York City, I think it's about 25. I was 25. Mm -hmm. And that was when I decided I'm going to actually work at being the rock star that I was expecting to be all my life. Right. So I thought, now it turns out that it's taking, I'm going to have to put some effort into it. So I moved into New York and I decided I'm going to just do whatever it takes. And so I was playing on the street. Mm. That, that's what I did. Wow. And um, what were you it playing really on the street? Well. I had a Casio. At first, oh, 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 at okay. first I, I met this guy who played guitar and mm -hmm. then um, we rented a piano mm -hmm. and put it in a warehouse on a dolly, and then we would roll it around the city. Mm. We'd wow. actually roll it all the way across town to the east side wow. where all the money was. And it stayed in tune? I had to tune it before <laughs> each show. I bet. And so, so um, I discovered that actually the east side where all the money was was not where all the money came to us. Mm. So we came back to the west side. Okay. And then I started, then I realized if I, I would probably make more money by myself. Okay. So I, I strapped a Casio mm -hmm. around my neck with bungee cords <laughs> and okay. uh, that worked. And what kind of music were you playing? Just my own stuff, you know, okay. just, you know, funky. Mm -hmm. uh, was it uh, instrumental or were there lyrics? I would sing. So I had a mic stand, I had okay. a whole setup on, it, on, a, on a cart that I would wheel around. And uh, tell us about the, uh, the studio that you owned. How did that come so about? So then, what you know, you because I, 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 I wanted to record my own music. Mm -hmm. So I started just buying equipment. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as I was playing on the street, and I would sell my, my cassettes. Mm -hmm. And I had like five cassette machines running okay. all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I would just to make these cassettes. Right. And then I'd sell them. And people would ask me how I recorded them. Mm -hmm. and I would tell them in my studio. Mm -hmm. So they would come and then the studio just started building mm -hmm. and I just started getting more and more interesting projects and they would just kind of feed into each other the recording and the, and the um, performing. Okay, so uh, were these people who were coming to record with you professional musicians? Were they hobbyists? Were they just wanting to all, get something done on you know, tape? You know, independent record companies, and, and uh, there was uh, self-promoting mm -hmm. musicians, and and also a lot of singers. You know, that were just trying to do their own thing, mm -hmm. and so they would come, and I would kind of help them. Okay. You know, achieve their vision and stuff, and I also did soundtracks and mm -hmm. for for movies. Oh, nice! Uh, uh, independent movies. Yeah, yeah. Movies I'll, we've I'll, seen or. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I don't think you've seen any of them. I'm, okay. I'm sort of guessing that you haven't. You know? Right. Yeah. So nothing completely mainstream then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There okay. wasn't a lot of mainstream. Uh, uh, and I don't know if you went right from there 
into the next thing. Um, it, you said that you toured with David Byrne from The Talking Heads. Uh, what was that like? Any fun stories? And, and why, how did you connect with him? And what did you do with, with him? You know, when I, I was playing in New York, it was just a, it was just a constant, like, interacting and, and connecting with people and trying to get things going, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I, I was... I would play with people that were playing with some of these, mm -hmm. you know, big stars mm -hmm. and stuff, and then, so they would help me mm -hmm. connect. So, okay. uh, a friend that I was recording with gave uh, one of my tapes t to David mm -hmm. Byrne, and um, I actually, my idea was that he would sign me to his label, which is what I really wanted. <laughs> right. And when he called me and asked me to go on tour with him, I was a little disappointed. Mm. I. I, I I, it took me like five seconds to realize that this actually was a good opportunity. Right. Yeah. Uh, so was was he still with the Talking Heads at that point, or was no, it they, just no, him they alone? Had, yeah, he was okay. doing his own thing. Okay. Uh, did you have any chance during that touring to get any of your music played um, on on any of those concerts, or was it pretty much just him? Well, it was my music that I was yeah. playing, of, you know, in him, right. in his music. Okay. You know, and he, he let me do my own thing. Okay. You know? In, in terms of, uh, like, uh, a riff inside well, you know, one of his songs? Well, you know, the thing is, there were charts, like, mm -hmm. they were, like, the, the music was all charted out, and okay. there were lots of notes written. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, because I wasn't the greatest reader, mm -hmm. I would sometimes get away with playing what wasn't written. Okay. And, so was and it... He, and he'd say, like, is that really how it's supposed to be? And I'd say, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it was more improvisational at times then? Well, there was a lot of room for improvisation. You know, okay. like there would be places where I, I would take a solo and stuff. So when, when you're improving music, and this may be a very naive question, but when you're improving music, yeah. does it always fall under the category of jazz? I mean, is jazz the, the definition of it being improvisational? I think actually jazz is a hindrance often to improvisation. How, how so? Because it's, it actually is, it's, it's, very, it's much more structured than people are aware of. Okay. And the rules are kind of severe. Gotcha. And if you, you could screw it up mm. and you get looks from people. If you didn't play that A sharp five with a diminished seventh minor thing right. 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 You know? So I, to me, improvisation, when I think of improvisation, it's much more free. Like you mm -hmm. can just take what you're feeling. Right. And if, and if you know, if, if you kind of, it's sort of like confidence. Mm -hmm. Learning some of these like rules mm -hmm. are more about just building confidence so that okay. you feel like you know what you're doing. But I do a lot of improvisation where I literally can close my eyes mm -hmm. and just like play mm -hmm. and just feel it. It's, it's, you know, it's amazing what you can do when you just let it go. Sure. Uh, you know, I, we have an improv troupe at uh, Prescott Center for the Arts, yeah. the Improvatonians, who I work with uh, on a regular basis. And, um, you know, I love improv, the, the freedom. You don't have to worry about a script. You're just flowing along. <clears throat> but it's, it's, I guess, I, I don't know if this is the right term, more intellectual because you're using language to communicate. Obviously, music is a language that you're using to communicate. I would not be able to speak that music if, you know, that language if I were trying to improv music. I, is it any different than, than well, you, with spoken language? I, I think it's interesting because I've seen like this improv groups mm -hmm. and I wonder, you know, like how many riffs mm -hmm. they have in, in their brains. Right. Because I, I have a feeling that they kind of like there's things that they are ready to take out, you know, to say and mm -hmm. to do. Right. Under different and they use them in different ways. Right, and it's very similar to music, where okay. you know you have these sort of like motifs, and you, mm -hmm. you just let them come out mm -hmm. um, at certain places. And Is it to me? I would feel like it would be. I mean, you obviously you're listening in spoken word improv as well, but with musical improv, you really have to listen to what the others are doing, right? I well, mean, so that I it meshes. But don't you with with theater improv? Well, too? Yes, you of course. To... But but that's what I'm getting to is you're using language so that there is a, an intellectual understanding. Is it that's what I was getting? Do you have that kind of language in music yeah, as well? It, but it, there are like different languages, mm -hmm. you know. So I think that there's sometimes you need an interpreter, mm -hmm. and that, you know because people have different experiences in the way they think of music. Mm -hmm. But so maybe it would be similar to improv without words. Okay. 
you know, which should also be an interesting thing. Yes, absolutely. You know? Yeah, sure, you could absolutely do an improv without words, without right. a doubt. And so, like, a lot of jazz musicians, like, can't improv with rock and roll musicians mm. because they think there's this belief that they have, they're, that they're different languages. Ah, but actually, music is a universal language. Sure, you know? yes. So I think people forget that, mm -hmm. you know? Right. They do. Yeah. I, I think they do. Um, now, you also spent a good deal of time in Africa with the Maasai tribe learning about community music and its healing powers. Tell us about those experiences. How did that yeah, change Yeah, I'd be in villages where uh, the entire village, actually, I start to cry thinking about this because it's incredibly powerful. Oh, I, I'm, I can you imagine. Know, because these are groups of people that are struggling with challenges that, mm. that we cannot comprehend. I can imagine, you know, where, where sure. Death is around every corner, where right. the oppression, uh, the, the Maasai are on pretty much the lowest on the economic okay. ladder of, in Kenya, which is mm -hmm. a poor country. Right. You know? So it's, it's, life is hard. Mm -hmm. you know? So you have these villages of people, and they all sing together, and when they're singing, they're, they're happy. You know, mm -hmm. the, the joy is so real and deep. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I'm there and, and with people that go days without eating and, and, and mm. own the teacup, mm -hmm. that, that's what they own is their teacup. Mm. And then I come back here and I, there's all this, you know, sadness and there's this kind of life, there's this kind of apathy and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just... That's part of this inspiration to with the starting this organization because mm -hmm. um, I, I know how powerful music is when people do it together. Oh yes, absolutely. And, and, and you know when you're raised in a culture where you don't question your musicality, mm -hmm. then it's it's amazing what, yeah. what can happen. Yeah, I, I remember as a boy. Um, on Long Island uh, for July 4th, uh, there was a beach that our all neighbors uh, shared. And on July 4th, we would get together. And by the end of the night, we'd have a big roaring campfire. <clears throat> and everyone would be sitting on logs yeah. around it. And they would start singing folk songs. And that would connect right. you to everybody else. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Across the Universe. Uh, it's about Beatles music and, and it taking place in the 60s. And there's one segment of the movie where there's, oh, about eight or nine people. And they're all lying down with their heads in the, in the middle in, in a circle. Yeah. <clears throat> and they just start singing a Beatles song. <clears throat> and it, every time I watch the movie and I see that scene, it occurs to me that, in general, in this country, we don't sing together. No. And I think that's a crime. I think, you know, when, when we were at a time in our, in our country where we did sing together, it, it made us more whole. Would you agree with that? Totally. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's, that's my passion mm -hmm. right now. And, and every, practically every time I'm, I would say 99% of the time I meet a new person, I ask them, mm -hmm. you know, do they play music? Mm. And 99% of the time, it's like I used to, mm. or I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. like the, it, 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 there's so many these caveats. You know, mm -hmm. about their mus right. musicality. Right. You know. Yes. Well, I think you you said it a little earlier. Where uh, the music is not something that just flows out of a lot of people here in this country. It's you know we turn the radio on or we put a, right. a, a CD in. To or me, that, our, that's part of the crime. Yeah, there's, the, the music the, is given to us music, as opposed to it coming out of us. Right. The music industry, actually, I believe, has has built itself mm -hmm. on this untruth mm -hmm. that we need other people to make music for mm. us. It cannot exist if we really know how musical we are and how much music we can make together. Right. And so I actually see the music business is kind of falling apart. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. It's, it's just what we need. Let me ask this while it's in my head, because it's not written down. It, it yeah. goes to a little bit of, of what you were saying. How do, uh, what, how, what is your take on today's music? You know, what you hear on the radio, uh, the things that people are winning Grammys for. Uh, is any of it music you listen to? Is there any music you think that is worthwhile listening to? Actually, you know, like, um, it's an interest, this brings up an interesting point. And it's a, it's a conversation that's been going on forever. I'm sure. About what is music? Mm. You know, like a lot of people will say, 
you know, like, is, is the sound of someone dropping a bucket of marbles on mm. the floor, is that music? Interesting. To me, that's more musical than what, most of what I hear. Mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like, to me, music is sound mm -hmm. that connects us and that moves people mm -hmm. and that is, is, you, is, 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 is human mm -hmm. made. Uh, and that, that, you know, I'm including all the animals and the plants right in there. You know, uh, there's, there's music of the spheres. There's music that's happening all around us mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. it's, it's our interactions mm -hmm. with each other. And then there's these sounds that are used to manipulate us. Mm -hmm. And it's, you, know, you, you could think of the jingles and the ads and stuff, which is specifically designed to manipulate. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but then there's also the music industry where the music is created for a very specific purpose. Sure. And no matter how artistic mm -hmm. what some of these performers are, it, it's taken and it's processed mm -hmm. and it's edited. And right. It's, the whole thing is designed to make money. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. And of which, course. And money is a very uh, undimensional value. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, well, it's artificial. There, there, yeah. Money doesn't exist in nature. We've created it. Right. And then we're, we're slaves to it. Then yes. we feel like, and then most, all the people in the music industry, they depend, you know, their jobs are depending on them changing the music so that it will continue this process. Mm -hmm. So I have strong feelings about that. Right. So uh, these lessons that, that you learned over in Maasai or these experiences you had uh, with the Maasai people uh, led to this Music for People's Musician Leadership Program. What was that about? And, and what did you do? Uh, well, what's it? interesting is it, 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 it happened at the same time. It was timed perfectly. Mm -hmm. okay. So that I, I went to Kenya. Mm -hmm. The first time I went there, um, I came back and went straight into this Music for People program. Okay. And so it felt like I was, I was, there was nothing, you know, I was in a plane and then I was back where I was. Mm. Except every, it was just a bunch of people making music from their hearts mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. you know? And so it was music that was just flowing out of people. And so it was a group that's designed for that purpose, mm -hmm. where people are learning how to just let that music flow. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it, a lot of these people were kind of pre, they, they were ready for it, okay. you know? And so, and so I, I immediately signed up for this four-year program. Mm -hmm. I said, this is what I have to do. Mm -hmm. I, I, and what the four-year program was is to learn how to facilitate groups. Okay. And so to kind of bring more people into this fold, mm -hmm. you know. So, uh, and then they continued completely for four years. I was going to Kenya mm. and then coming back and doing this Music for People program. Okay. So it was just this constant interplay. In fact, I was working on a documentary in Kenya at this one time and, you know, it was like going really well and like the, the Maasai leader, uh, I, I said, I have to go, you know, because mm -hmm. I have to get to this Music for People thing, mm -hmm. you know, and he was like, no, you can't go mm. because we're like, it, we're on the verge of something, mm. you know. But I, I said, you know, when I explained what the music for people was about, mm -hmm. he lit up mm. and, and he said, "This is, you know, this is you got to go," <laughs> because it was connected. Like okay. he knew that we're the the, the connection. You gotcha. Know? Yeah. Very nice. So, what sort of things would you, <coughs> excuse me, would you do with this program when you came back here? Uh, was it certain age groups or or? or uh, Denominations well, it, it covered it every it covered every, everything, you know, okay. people um, trying to just create that safety, the space mm -hmm. where people feel like it's their place to be creative okay. musically and to get some of these uh, things that out of the way, you mm -hmm. know, like uh, their ideas of structure, mm -hmm. what needs to be you know, in place. Gotcha. To, to free themselves up from the constraints of that's bad, that's good. Right. That, those it's sorts of things. It's incredible how much of that stuff permeates oh, everything. Oh, yes. Oh, you know? I, we're, we're filled with that every day. Yeah. I, I have students where like, we, we we're working on something and suddenly we realize together mm -hmm. that there's some real trauma, mm. that they're actually working so, through some early childhood trauma mm -hmm. through the music because right. they're nice. seeing 
uh, how, wow, this can flow. Mm. But it, it, I was taught that it couldn't. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Yeah, well, yes. I mean, uh, I, I don't have a very good musical ear, and I've been told all my life, you, you can't sing. So yeah. I started believing it. Right, and then you, you know? keep telling yourself, just like you did just now. Yes, Ab yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I have found that um, in my later life, I try try to let go of that more and just, you know, I know now I can at least carry a tune. I'm certainly not an opera singer or anything like that. But I would feel confident, you know, <laughs> you playing could my sing guitar. In the opera. Uh, I don't know if I you want know, to. It would, it would I don't be, have the opera gene. But you uh, know, you, you'd have to, it would have to be up to the audience to be sure. transformed. They'd have right. to readjust. Mm -hmm. Their perceptions of what opera is. Right. Uh, well, there'd be a lot of re lot of transformation there. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> and that's what music is for. It yes. transforms people. Right. And you have to take chances. Yes. And you have to like. Uh, every time I do a performance, mm -hmm. I know I'm taking a chance. Mm. It scares the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going to happen this time? Right. Right. You know, and I and and I know that everyone's going to change, and they, they they don't always know it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, um, and now, then from there, I believe you trans transitioned into or, or grew into this thing called the Calm Music Key. Uh, what is that? You said that very well. Thank you very well. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, can you tell us how that came about and what it is and what you do with it? So, uh, you know, after I graduated from this Music for People program mm -hmm. and I was doing this and I was like, every performance I did, I was always trying to get more kind of audience involved mm -hmm. and just connect people and I and I was teaching and I was uh, and I, I realized that I'm running a non-profit mm -hmm. because I, I'm not making any money sure so uh, I'm thinking why not get some more community support mm -hmm. and so I, I had this kind of open um, Invitation to to people to come and see who wants to be involved mm -hmm. with this organization, you know, and it didn't have a name, but I knew it was times uh, 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 someone had said, "I'm going to give you a thousand dollars if you start this organization," and I thought, you know, I thought that should be enough to start this. <laughs> I didn't realize that it wasn't. But. No. It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it seemed like a lot of money. At the, that, you sure. know, that's where I was at the yes. time. Yes, right. And um, so, and I figured, you know, it's, it's a vote of confidence. Mm -hmm. And sure. so it surely felt, made me feel like, okay, I, it's time to do this thing, mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, you know, we got the, uh, a board together. We started, you know, trying to plan things. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it turns out that it's, it's still not easy. It's, no. it's, it's not easy to, for, to, with music um, to get through a lot of that fear. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, I'm working hard on this. Uh, your fear or other people's Both. fears? Both, okay. you know. But I'm seeing a lot of fear around music. You know, sure. Actually, you know, David Byrne, speaking mm -hmm. of which... You know that album, Fear of Music? Uh, uh, vaguely, yeah. Yeah, that was Talking Heads. Right. And I always thought it was kind of like a joke, you know, but mm. it's really true. Yeah. You know, there's some very deep fear. Right. So w when you get a group of people together, what transpires? What happens when, when some, you're working Sometimes there's a lot of shaking. Yeah. Like, I, I actually had someone come to one of my play shops. She was literally trembling wow. out of fear. Mm. And, you know, but by the end of it, she was joking and laughing awesome. and everybody was happy. So it's sort of, what, what was the question? So the question is, what, what actually transpires when you get a group of people together with the common totally music It depends key? on the group. Okay. Completely. Do they bring instruments? Do you provide well, they, instruments? We, we provide instruments. We have instruments and people can bring their instruments. Okay. But they do anyway, even if, because they bring their voice. Mm -hmm. So they can't oh. help but bring their, okay. they bring their, their tummy. Yes. That's excellent. I didn't, didn't, wasn't thinking about that. Usually right. they do. Okay. And so, uh, it's always magic. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the thing I can tell you is that it's always magic. Mm -hmm. It's always unexpected. Right. And yeah. so, you don't say, "Okay, we're all going to riff on Mary Had a Little Lamb." You just could is it, do that. We could oh, try you could. that. Okay. Yeah. You want to try that? Uh, not not at the moment. Okay. But uh, we maybe get the group together and, yeah. and, and do something like that. That might be kind of fun. Um, 
Right, and other times, is it just something that someone begins with a sound and then people build onto that and, and it just grows on its own? You know, what I, what I usually do is I, 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 you know, we kind of, we're, we're sitting in a circle. Mm -hmm. and, and again, like it's always so different. Sure. But usually there's a circle, mm -hmm. right? Because I want everybody to see each other and I want people to be aware of their connection. Sure. So we might just kind of sit there with the silence for a little while, mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of listen. And um, and usually, like, I'm, I'm listening to what kind of groove is starting to develop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And somebody might be just, like, kind of, you know, going like this. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then, then you could add something to that. Right, you know? right. And then, because um, I... I know that there's music mm -hmm. always there. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not about like how do we create this music, it's how do we let this music happen. Mm -hmm. And we use whatever tools we have. Like so it's I, a very organic process. I do process. know a lot of music theory, mm -hmm. right? So I, I personally use those tools. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that the most important tools are tools that we have in our lives. Mm -hmm. just by living. Mm -hmm. So we have the listening, sure. we have caring, mm -hmm. you know, we have the desire to communicate, mm -hmm. and there's like leadership skills, and mm -hmm. there's people that care enough about something to, to take, take the lead. Right. You know? yes. So, and there's like giving space, they're, they're sharing, you mm -hmm. know, the, the ability to share. Mm -hmm. So these are, these are the most important musical skills. Mm -hmm. And they get undervalued compared mm. to all the ones that you're taught in conservatory. Right. Right. To make beautiful right. noise yeah. or, or what it might be. Yeah. So it sounds like this is actually somewhat therapeutic for some people. It, yes. I mean, it's totally therapeutic. I mean, music. Uh, I would, I would assume that includes you as well. You, you oh. get something out of that as well? Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, you usually, like, if, I, if I'm in a really bad mood, mm -hmm. and, like, I have, like, oftentimes I'll, I'll be in a really bad mood. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that, but... It's, no. So I'm in a Good really bad mood, <laughs> and then I know I have to, I'm going to do this play shop. I'm going to yes. do some kind of musical thing. Okay. Maybe it's a performance mm -hmm. or something. And I feel like this is going to... Be really, it's not going to be good, mm. you know. I, because I'm of the just, way you're feeling. I'm feeling bad, right? You know? mm -hmm. But then it happens, mm -hmm. and I feel good. Awesome. And I feel good the whole time. So you know. So uh, and it, then it, 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 I've also discovered if I'm depressed mm -hmm. and I sing, mm -hmm. I can't do both simultaneously. Mm. It's like, yeah, I, right. You just, it's, just, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. you, know, you start singing, you're not depressed. You, mm -hmm. you can't be. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes I'm de so depressed that I'm not going to sing because right. I, I want to be depressed. It's easier to be depressed. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. It's much easier to wallow. Absolutely. Wallow. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> um, so, and, and again, uh, I can see that you don't really fix yourself in labels of music and that sort of thing, but uh, would that not give rise to the blues if uh, you were Oh, the blues is a perfect example. The blues is a beautiful, it's an open, it's a simple form, mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it gives you space. It's designed for that purpose, mm -hmm. but, for but, expression of, of just feeling. Sure, know? but there are rules there, too, I mean, or, or at least imposed they're, rules they're so, that, that so we simple. can free ourselves there, of. You know, we could learn these rules right now. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, it's just, you, know, you just got to go. That's, mm -hmm. is that hard? Is that that hard? No, really? no, not okay. at all. Okay, that's, a, that's nice that it's easy. Yeah. So, very cool. <laughs> um, now, how did you get involved um, playing and perhaps even composing the scores for silent films that uh, with uh, Prescott uh, Film Festival. How'd that come about? I didn't really know how that happened. <laughs> it just, it just uh, they called me and asked me to do it. Okay. And uh, it, I think it worked well. You know, I, I, I actually used some of my, you know, film scoring experience with mm -hmm. that, you know, so it's, it's right. yeah. So, yeah. and, and are you the only one playing when they're showing those films? Yeah, yeah. And is that improv, or do you have an Com idea of what's... Completely. Like, I'll, I'll watch, you know, sometimes I don't even watch the whole movie beforehand. Mm -hmm. I'll, 
I always like watch the beginning and the end. Okay. You know, because those are that's important. Mm -hmm. And so I, I usually have an idea of what the end, what I'm going to. I get some motifs together. Okay. But by the end of the movie, I've forgotten what I planned, and, <laughs> and it, because it's it, it becomes a new thing. I'm following mm -hmm. this the journey of, of the movie. You know. Okay. So nothing is pre-written. When, when you do those? No, I don't write stuff. So, uh, and I'm, unfortunately I have not attended any of those, but uh, if they had more than one screening, would someone be apt to then hear something very different one time yeah. between the next? Right. Even though it's the same film. Right, you know, right. <clears throat> yeah, so. that would be interesting to, like, if you could, you know, market this thing with mm -hmm. all of these different soundtracks. Right. Uh, we, uh, Depending on your mood, you know. Sure. Uh, I believe it was last season I had a visual artist uh, here interviewing and uh, we uh, somehow the question came up, does music influence their painting or their drawing? Has that ever, I mean I know you don't probably really draw a whole lot anymore, but, uh, but when you were a child and you were drawing back then, did you listen to music while you were drawing? Did that have any influence on no, it? I, I don't remember listening to music while I was drawing, but I think that uh, it seems like it went, I think that when I did, I, I didn't think that I was going to be able to be, they don't have drawing rock stars. No. And that's what I really wanted. Okay. So I, I think that's why, I think I was drawing and I was really into that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I did a performance one time, you know, community performance mm -hmm. and I got so much attention. Mm -hmm that positive attention, because you know, these are all the community I grew up in, mm -hmm. you know, that I was like, wow, you know, I, I couldn't let go of that. Right. And so I think I'd sort of transitioned, I took like the, the passion that I had with the drawing, mm -hmm. and I kind of moved it, it was the same, and the same kind of creative energy, and I moved it into to the music. Okay, <clears throat> so when, when you are playing either for a silent film or you're just creating something in the moment, uh, whether it's with a group or, or uh, by yourself, do you see things? Do, well, I do see you, the movie. Well, yes, of course, of course. Yeah. But do you think, but when do, is, are there things you see in your head that influence the, uh, the music that you're while playing? Well, if or? I'm composing? Mm -hmm. oh, that's interesting. I, uh, I, I see people um, it's it's pretty you know vague. I sure, mean, it's sure. Like there's images you know, and I see, you know, like my own trauma or something, mm. like my own hurt. You mm -hmm. know, things. It's it's usually like, or or or, or joy. You mm -hmm. know, like the joy comes. Sure. Through, but they the thing is, what happens is like it takes all those elements, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure how visual. They're sort of like. That's <laughs> a really good question because I'm trying to actually visualize what, what I'm seeing. Right. And I know that there's like there's so much emotional stuff coming sure. in mm -hmm. and it kind of merges and it because the humor, it, what's beautiful about it is that I, humor comes in okay. with some of the real deep pain. Okay. And it comes and, and mixes up with it. Mm. And then it comes out in a, in a new form mm -hmm. that helps me get through the day. Okay, um, so, so as we were discussing this, what, uh, something else popped into my head. I don't know if you have seen uh, the original Disney Fantasia or the new one that they did. I didn't see the new one. Okay, um, that in and, in and of itself is very much like the process we're talking about, where it, it is certainly music, obviously it's very written music, but you had these animators who decided to create something visual based on that yeah, music. Yeah, sort of the, that, the back going the other direction. Right. They were so, making the visuals to go with the music. Right, and of course it's just completely interpretation. We could have asked a whole different set of animators and would have gotten completely different different animation than, or, yeah, or right. visuals than, you know, than the ones who, who did end up, uh, end up doing it. So sort of the same Yeah, I, same I wonder, kind of you thing. know, they might have riffed off it too in a similar right. way where they just kind of doodled. Mm -hmm. I, I was reading recently about the power of doodling. Mm, yes. And um, I like to apply that to music, mm -hmm. you know, like just doodle okay. and, and then see what happens, you know, it takes you to places. So, uh, you know, I've spoken with uh, several writers, uh, either short stories, novelists, whatever they might be, and usually they have a, um, oh, uh, a set uh, 
process that they use. Uh, a lot of them get up early in the morning and start writing right away just while you know the brain is fresh and there's not a lot of other things in interfering with what's yeah. going on. And, and they do it as a habit so that they can right. obviously, they need to produce sorts of things. Do you get out of the bed, I, sit down to the piano, start, start playing music? I, or? I don't have habits. In, in okay. that, I have lots of other kinds of habits. Mm -hmm. yeah. But <laughs> in terms of like trying to, I, it just comes when it wants to, really. Okay. Like, I, I don't have any kind of, like, s schedule that I try to follow. Okay. Because it's not something that I'm trying to, to make happen, mm -hmm. you know? It's, and it's always been that way. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's something that I, I can't avoid. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I had um, a short story class uh, one time with Daniel Keyes, uh, the man who wrote uh, Flowers for Algernon. Really? That, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the one thing, one of the few things I remember him saying that has just stuck with me all these years is he would get an idea, he might write it down just so he didn't forget it, but he would put it away and I he would that. only start writing something if it kept coming back. Ah, okay, right. That's actually, yeah, you know, um, I, I, I actually have a, a loose leaf book, it's about this thick, mm -hmm. and it goes, it, it, on the cover, it says Shop 501 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that was in seventh grade. That oh. was my, it was my shop <laughs> right. loose leaf. Mm -hmm. And so I still have that, and I have l little snippets of lyrics that mm -hmm. go all the way back there. And I, I rate, whenever I, like some kind of, line that just has a cool sound to mm -hmm. it you know I, I put it in there right and I think I'm gonna use it and uh -huh. sometimes I do I actually have gone through it mm -hmm. but generally like you know like I'll sit down like I have written for particular um, things mm -hmm. in fact both of them were at Unitarian churches I wrote okay. two songs for, for specific situations okay and I, I remember sitting down and just like feeling this, mm -hmm. like feeling what I'm feeling around this topic, mm -hmm. right? And my hands just start kind of moving mm -hmm. on the keyboard mm -hmm. and I, I start singing, mm -hmm. but I don't know what I'm singing mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I just tr let it happen. Nice. And then I start to kind of say, okay, I'm seeing what this is about. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of like, massage it in, right. in that direction so that it has some kind of like focus to it. Do you ever get the sense, because I, I, I know I've heard Neil Simon say this, and, and I've dabbled in playwriting at times, uh, and I completely agree with him. It's like the characters are channeling, they're just using me to, to get their words on paper. Do you feel that the music is out there, something yeah. is just flowing I, through you, that it's, you're taking it from somewhere out of here? Right, and, and that's why like, I, I just really feel like it's available to, to everyone. It's like the air. It would be like saying that only certain people get to breathe. You know? <laughs> like, it's just there. It's mm. all happening, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I am lucky mm -hmm. that no one made me do it in a certain way. Mm. You know, when I, I was like playing the piano when I was a kid, mm -hmm. you know, and my mother, for whatever reason, didn't even offer me piano lessons, <laughs> you know. But she let me put the piano in my room mm. so I could just play it, you know, out of, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't disturb anybody. Right, right. So do you ever wake up like at three o'clock in the morning and oh, like yeah. out of a dead sleep and just, oh, yeah. uh, do you dream music? Yeah, yeah, I've actually, uh, I, I wrote a song that came from a dream. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's happened a few times, but mm -hmm. it was one I remember specifically. Very interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, what, uh, of all the things that you have done, is there something you still are wanting to do artistically, musically? Is there something you have not been I, able I to think, do yet? Yeah, because, like, you know, I, always, I used to always you know, kind of marvel at all these different, like, musical revolutions. Mm. You know, like, you look down through the ages at all mm -hmm. these things that changed. You know, you know jazz, you mm -hmm. know, but then within jazz you have these different other, you know, sure. but then you have, you know, music of the Renaissance, you have, you know, Baroque music, and each one of these was like a new transformation. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was wondered, you know, mm -hmm. and then, you know, hip-hop came along, and, and like, rock and roll, you know, people, thought hip-hop wasn't music, you know, mm -hmm. and, then, and then all these things, rock and roll wasn't music. Right. And so, what is the next musical revolution, the mm -hmm. genre that's going to come and change everything? Right. I feel like it's everybody playing music together. Mm. 
I mean, it's like it's it's it's, it's, it's it, it happened before, but mm -hmm. it's going to happen now in a different way. It's going to mm -hmm. happen in relation to our modern times, using like the technologies that we have and right. all the kind of social relationships that right. we have. Yeah. And um, and it's it really is. It's the same. It's just as is is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's just as as rock and roll was. You yeah. know, where people would say this this ain't music. You know, mm -hmm. shut shut that out. Mm -hmm. You know, turn that off. Yeah. You know. Right. And so like everybody playing music together is going to freak out the whole music industry, and it's sure. going to the whole economic system mm -hmm. is going to freak mm. over this. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had a thought for a long time where uh, let's assume that classical music is the pinnacle of music. Let's just okay, assume that. Okay, let's we'll assume, assume that, that for the, yeah, we'll assume okay. that for the <laughs> yeah. moment. Okay. Uh, and, uh, of course, that comes out of, uh, you know, 1700s, 1800s, and then you get into the 1900s where you start having operettas, you start, have the, the, you start getting into Tin Pan Alley, um, pop music, the great, you know, the Great American Songbook, which then leads, uh, and then you got Broadway in there, uh, which then again begins to lead toward rock and roll and those things that have come after. Um, do you see that as a decline in which music? Is, which one? Any of them. Uh, if we, so if we go from classical to, say, rap. See, where, I, I, to you me, know, the it, decline is, is with the music industry. Okay. And so, and it's, it's, not, it's not any of the genres. Mm -hmm. It's what, it's the way they've been packaged and... And, 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 and we're told that's the, how we should listen and, to it and that's how we should interpret it. Is that kind of what you're Yeah, we're kind so? of given, you know, a, a bill of goods about mm -hmm. this stuff, you know. Um, okay. And so... Because we love labels, me, so we're know, trying music, to label everything. I, music is music, mm -hmm. you know, and there's no... To me, there's no like art music, and then there's you know somebody was telling me you know like there's the art music, there's people music, mm -hmm. there's, there's music that people make mm -hmm. together, you mm -hmm. know, yes. for each other. They're right. gifts to each other. They're, you know, that we share. Mm -hmm. And so, music that's not about sharing mm -hmm. is is like not that impressive to me, you know. Right. Yeah. And a, like, a lot of this, and the way classical music. You know, then you, you you got you know Schoenberg started creating all this weird stuff. Mm. You know that was very intellectual, mm -hmm. and uh, was it really like connecting to people? Like mm. were people really connecting? As as you know, and yet that was considered. That's where classical music was going. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. in that direction, it was like going farther mm -hmm. away from people. Right. Okay. <clears throat> very nice. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, uh, so I, I think uh, those are pretty much all the questions I had for the most part. Um, for the folks who are here, does anybody have a question for Jonathan? Yes. There was a movie this last year, and I don't remember the title, but it was about a young drummer and um, and his teacher, and he went to a like a Juilliard type of a school. That seems confining, constricting, like from your point of Juilliard. view. Juilliard. Those type of music schools. This was a brutal instructor. Yeah. Getting the most out of this young man to the point where the, he didn't want to make music anymore. And I just wondered, in your, because you said you did eventually take some form of, form of training, but it wasn't from a school, it wasn't a music school. Well, I went to school, I took uh, classes, you know, individual classes for, but it was really about what I wanted to learn about. You know, it wasn't to, you know, get a degree or anything. So, but I've, I actually know some people that have literally been traumatized by music school, and um, I, I know a, a guy, I'm sure that yeah, there's people in this room, but I, I know a guy that I was with his mother when he called her like crying on the phone like the the intensity of like what he had to deal with of what he was told he had to do and and the fear of of succeeding and you know it's that's not what music is about and yet it seems like in the formal world world of high level musicianship they're looking for people from that background yeah, the, somehow. yeah, people that, you know, sort of like the army, you know, you want a certain kind of person, you know, that's kind of, 
but uh, you know, and it sort of brings up this whole you know child prodigy thing, and I, I, I actually because these they're destined for this, they're going to go in that direction, and I don't believe it. I don't really believe in child prodigies. I don't, I don't think that like cer certain children are just like musically gifted in a very that and that. I think they're kind of created actually. They're, they're, it's, it's, it, there's an agenda involved. I, ha I have strong feelings, and sometimes I make these sweeping statements, but they're to make a point. Mm -hmm. You know, it may be there may be nuances to it that I'm not you know talking about, but I'm trying. It's something that's that I think is important. I'm sure. Well, I, I think what you're getting at is something that is endemic in our, in at least in the uh, United States here, in, in our society, and I'm sure in, in many others, we, we love to label. Yeah, we want we people do. to fit into yeah. certain categories. And you want to find what are the strengths? Where should that person be going? You know, as opposed to creating a whole person who can do a myriad number yeah, of things. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of it's an economic debilitating. system. Yeah, yeah. I so. think our economic system is built on this. Yes, you absolutely. Know, it, it's how things are marketed. It's it's how everything is put together. Right. Yeah, because you have a child who might be able to play, you know, Tchaikovsky brilliantly on the piano, but can't scramble an egg because they just don't have the ability. Yeah, or you know, else they've been, they're so focused on playing every note perfectly yes, yes. that they're not able to, like, just listen mm -hmm. and, 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 and be creative, you know. Right. And, and um, I, I just, the, the, like I was saying before about the musical skills mm -hmm. and the music, like, to say that somebody is musical, musically gifted mm -hmm. is a very narrow mm. way to look at because there's so many ways to be musical. Yes. And so, so maybe somebody can read, you know, someone have, may, you might have photographic memory and mm -hmm. you could look at a piece of music and memorize it and then just play it. Right. And that, that's amazing, but yes. is that necessarily the highest form of music? Right. Yeah, that, that's an excellent question. Yeah, that is an excellent question. Uh, was about to say though is you know I think we're getting close to the end of the hour here, and it'd be kind of fun to uh, maybe ask some people if anyone wanted to come up and see if we can do just some some music uh, going out of the show. Okay, you know, come on up. Some music. Let's go. <laughs> Everybody music, it's us 